are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside Matt Sheehan, the host of Locked On Spartans every day, I'm Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, NBA playoffs of this weekend, Big Ten players are playing in them. We'll get into some player props that you might need to look at if you're a betting man. But first, we're going to talk here transfer portal stuff. As the Big Ten, still early in this transfer process, has a lot of players that are going to be looked at. We're going to look at some of the top names still up for grabs here in just a second. But before we do any of that, Matt, first off, nice having you on as always. But secondly, Michigan State has some transfer news of its own. Julius Marble is yep. out. Sam Hauser's staying. Uh, what does this do for this basketball team right now? Uh, that's a good question. Th that's what everyone's debating right now within MSU country because, look, right now, Julius Marble, he was the guy that came off the bench last year, and he was solid about 14 minutes a game. Really nice jumper, pretty good free throw shooter, but at times was kind of a space cadet on defense, which isn't necessarily what you want out of what was going to be your starting center. So Julius Marble was in line to be the starting center this year, and he leaves. And now Spartan Nation is split on treating this guy like he was just a bag of hammers or on the other end, like treating this guy like he was Oscar Shibwe transferring out of the portal. And I think it's like as boring as it is, I think it's somewhere in the middle. But what really concerns me the most is that, okay, who's going to play 20 to 25 minutes at the center now? Because right now there's one guy left, and it's Mati Sissoko. He averaged 4.4 minutes per game last year, and there's a reason for that. He looks like a player that should only be playing 4.4 minutes per game last year. Can he make a giant jump between year two, year three? I don't feel too confident in that. And then behind him is a power forward that's going to be a true freshman next year, Jackson Kohler, that you're going to maybe try to shoehorn into being a center. So, oh boy, uh, yikes. I get Julius Marble wasn't like, you know, th this world beater, this world's greatest player or anything, but like you need bodies at the center position now. And I think we'll get to it in a little bit, but MSU's not really hitting the transfer portal all too hard, especially at that center position. So, yeah, look, could they get an upgrade over Julius Marble in the transfer portal? Like, yeah, sure, they could, but oh, but no guarantee that happens. So, yeah, that's that's what's got me a little worried over here in my neck of the woods. So, fun times. But, hey, Joey Hauser's back, so that's fun. That's that's a cool little uh, piece of good news there for Michigan State. So, I well, think we can get these days. Yeah. Yeah, I said Sam Hauser at first. Also a basketball player, not the right basketball Close player. But it's okay. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're brothers. Honestly, like Sam Hauser, though, did have probably a really good voice of reason here in Joey returning because this, I think, was two weeks ago now that Joey was just doing a, a hit with uh, Wisconsin local media, and he said that he talked to his brother, Sam Hauser, and that Sam Hauser, who's working his way through the G League and everything like that, told Joey that you would probably benefit, again, from another year of college basketball. So maybe Sam Hauser was the loudest voice in this whole situation. I'm sure MSU staff had something to say as well, but hey, S Sam Hauser does have a, a pretty big role into Hauser coming back next year. So uh, Sam Hauser, I know you're listening right now. Thank you for what you told your younger brother, Joey. So there we go. There we go. Uh, does Julius Marble leaving, you mentioned it already a second ago, but that, does that make that big man spot biggest hole here, biggest thing that needs to be filled or fixed by the time we get to next season? I, I thought it was the hole to begin with, and right. that was even with Julius on the team. So now it's like 
it was a necessity or was it a want? Like, was it going to be a luxury or is this like now that debate's over? Now it's now it's a need. You need this unless you're going to go just small ball for the entire season, which hey, listen, okay. Hey, believe me, I've already started to try to convince myself that this works. I mean, Houston kind of does it. Villanova very good at it. Now, is this the coping mechanism that I'm doing? Uh, yeah, 100% is. But uh, yeah, because also, too, like this leaves Michigan State right now. Say Max Christie stays in the uh, NBA draft. Nine scholarship players like this. What are we doing? What is go? What are we doing here, man? So it's uh, it's worrying, but I'm trying to convince myself that, that the kids are going to be OK, even though um, they, they could they could not be. <laughs> so and, and it's still very, very early too right like yeah, one of the true. problems one of the problems i've been having just talking about things the last couple of weeks is that it's all up in the air it can all change by the time right. we're talking this way a month from now so right. these rosters still are uh, a, kind of nothing and michigan state's not alone in having huge holes to fill of course yeah what what makes it unique though is that like not a lot of centers are entering the transfer portal and i i know there were maybe only like two-thirds of the way through transfer portal season because look right now as it stands i think there's 1200 kids ish in the transfer portal and last spring there was 1700 so like maybe let's say i know this is all new and got small sample sizes but let's say that we're going to be hovering around that 15 1700 mark that's 300 more kids but still, you need a lot to happen. A, you need a center desirable to hit the transfer portal. That's first and foremost. Number two, you need the staff to reach out to him. Number three, you actually need this kid to show interest back in you, maybe visit campus, maybe hear what your staff is saying. And then four, you, you need the kid to commit to your school. That That is quite the four-event parlay that we're really holding our hopes on right here. And um, I listen, hey, if I, I wish I could be one of those people that just think it's a given that MSU is going to be getting a center. Oh, yeah, they need a center. Of course, they'll get a center. But like, there's no NCAA bylaw that says that, oh, if a team loses a starting center, they get the first starting center available in the transfer portal. Like, no, there's no guarantee with this. Like, a lot has to get done. And that's why I'm just like chicken little over here, kind of panicking. Like, oh, my God, it's going away. The offseason's so bad right now. But uh, hey, Joey Hauser's back. So that's how I end every sentence when i talk about msu basketball lately is we have some good some good news not a lot some some well let's take that and then turn it into our conversation here about some of the available players out there one guy who could be a michigan state target especially with the big man void there to be filled manny bates out of nc state i mean you mentioned this is one of the guys not a lot of centers out there in this portal right this guy's six foot eleven a guy who only averaged about 10 points per game in 2020 and 21 didn't play all of last season due to an injury, but was at 10 points a game, five, six rebounds. Biggest thing was he averaged two and a half blocks per game in two different seasons in the ACC. So there's a big presence down low to be had there. Michigan state, not the only team in the big 10 going after him. Wow. Illinois is there Ohio state. Both those schools are going after. It seems like just about everybody right now with where they're at, but sure. is far as who this guy is as a player this is somebody who when you're talking about like if a team just needs that kind of big man presence down low even if they don't need him to be like big time scorer big time team leader or anchor he can be that kind of guy and obviously has shown at the power five level that he can do it at the biggest yeah. stage in college basketball 
Yeah, the reason I'm shaking my head is because, like, I have no indication that MSU has reached out to him. But he seems like a guy that would just be perfect. He's so defensive-oriented. He's pretty solid on the boards. And, yeah, just like you said, like, he's not going to be your offensive centerpiece. But if you, you know, decorate that lineup around him with some wings that can score, you know, perhaps like a A.J. Hogard that can slash or Jaden Akins or, uh, I don't know, what Joey Hauser now that he's coming back. I don't know if you've heard the news, but he's coming back. Um, That'd be great. Now, to not just be selfish and talk nonstop Michigan State right now and lock down Big Ten, like any Big Ten team, if they are to get him, like that's that's solid. And yeah, it, I, I guess like the one hang up against him is that he does have those two shoulder injuries. I both I believe they're both soldier, shoulder injuries, but if he's healthy, man, like, yeah, he's shown that he could be pretty damn productive. It's not like he's coming from like the MIAC or anything like that in the big sky, like playing against some pretty good competition when he was healthy and he turned it into some pretty good performances. So best of luck to anyone that actually does get him. I wish it was my team, but uh, it doesn't appear that it will be. Oh, this is great. I'm stressed out about basketball and April 21st. This is great. Awesome. Having the time of my life right now. <laughs> hey, he's a uh, Manny Bates, North Carolina native, but looking at a lot of Big Ten schools, as you mentioned, I know. Ohio State. He wants Illinois. to be traveled. Yeah. Butler. Butler's extremely interested oh, in him yeah. and going after him hard, I know. Dad Mata and the yeah. new Ohio State crew that he's got down there. Uh, but yeah. there are other guys who are getting tied to the Big Ten just for the fact that they've got roots here as well. One of the biggest names in the portal is Nigel Pack, Kansas State guy, Indianapolis native, an all yeah. Big 12 player last season who's up for grabs for anyone in college basketball to come pull in. And that obviously brings big names to the table. Uh, Purdue has been big time tied to him as again, Indianapolis native Ohio state is a place that he visited earlier this week too. He's a shooter. He's a scorer, at least 40% from three in each of the last two seasons when he was playing at Kansas state. Uh, this works. is somebody who, I, I mean, you talk about supplemental guys. This is more than that. This is someone who can come in and lead your yeah. team right away off the bat day one when he gets to campus wherever he ends up going he can take a team to that next level and doesn't Purdue just seem like that perfect fit like they've lost they've lost their whole perimeter <laughs> like everyone uh, so yeah plug this guy in who's uh, pretty much as close to dead eye as you could possibly get in college hoops from beyond three and yeah man we've got minutes for you we got production for you we got usage for you like come up to west lafayette the coastlines are beautiful up here um far cry from manhattan kansas so uh yeah i like that that just seems like a good spot for him right there um jealous of course because i i would, I would love to take a strong wing player over here but again we don't apparently reach out to transfers um anymore these days so i'm just projecting all my angst right here <laughs> in this podcast i'm sorry but hey good for ohio state and illinois to be reaching out to their guys and purdue to be reaching out to yours uh must be must be great i think it really emphasizes something that if you're looking at this transfer portal, and this has always been true, but I guess, especially now that there isn't any year you have to wait or anything, if you do make that transfer, if you're looking at schools mm -hmm. to transfer to on the basketball side, big Ten's never had a stronger argument, really. It's opportunity all over the place for you to come in. As you mentioned, exposure is there. Competitive basketball is there. Yep. You're going to be able to play at a top level with getting big minutes. And again, if maybe the only knock on the Big Ten was that like the ACC or even the SEC can produce better NBA draft picks, three top 10 picks coming out of the Big Ten this season. So that'll do a nice job of quieting any of that kind of stuff. So I yep. see the Big Ten being able to do really, really well in this 
cycle, I guess you call it. It's another recruiting cycle. Mm-hmm. But it's just weird how, I, I don't know, slow is the right word. It just seems like all this was happening a lot faster last season. Yeah. No, no, it, it does. It is oddly quiet. Um, and I'm just like, you just feel like it's all going to happen just so quick. Right. And I don't know if we're all waiting for, you know, kids to say whether they're going to stay in the NBA draft or whether they're going to come back. Okay. Are they going to come back and actually transfer? So I don't know if like we're all waiting on, on that hairpin trigger or not, but yeah, like it, it does seem like it was much more of a whirlwind last year. So I, but yeah, maybe, maybe it also had to do with like, Hey, everyone gets a bonus COVID year. So go find another place. You could spend one more year. I don't know. It's um, once again, just uh, we're all still trying to get used to this transfer portal season. Isn't it like, well, it's maybe like, I would call it like the third year where it's gotten pretty crazy. Maybe the fourth you want to mm-hmm. go that far, but yeah, we're, we'll learn one day. We'll learn one day. We're getting closer yeah. to the truth. But yeah. yeah. And it'll be, I think still as huge as it is now, as long as like a guy like Nigel pack still has a COVID year too. Added on top of the fact that he doesn't lose the year of eligibility or year of playing time there. He also has that kind of extra time where wherever you go, you can be like, okay, I have potentially three years where I can get Mm -hmm. myself acclimated to this new environment. So that's obviously different too. Uh, Pack and Bates were the two big names I wanted to go over. There's a a bunch of other players, obviously, just in the pack who are guys who are going to be able to come in and just contribute on big 10 teams right away. If it's not in a star role in a big role player kind of role. Uh, one of those names is Terrence Shannon of Texas tech. Yeah. Bring him up just cause he's a Chicago guy, six foot six guard, Michigan and Illinois, both interested. I'm sure other big tens will be getting in as well, but there's just all sorts of names like this. Like uh, even Minnesota got like a dark, dark uh, Dawson Garcia, former four star pick earlier this week. Guys yeah. who like, when you hear them throughout the week, you'll be thinking, okay, this is another transfer. But when you start getting into the season, looking them up and realizing, oh, these are guys who were like legit ball players on their teams before who are now just kind of getting thrown into the mix with everybody. But you'll realize like a guy like that'll really help Minnesota, obviously Minnesota next season. And a guy like Terrence Shannon, guy who was 10 points per game, but a good shooter someone mm-hmm. who can help your team right away too. Not going to be that Nigel Pack kind of program changer, but another fill in the pieces kind of guy. That's really what a lot of this transfer portal is about. Yeah. And you can never have enough guys that are what rangy six foot six shoot 38 from three point, just like Terrence Shannon does. Right. And also, yeah, just to pile on there too. Um, I, that's a great pickup for Minnesota. And I feel like, you know, that's maybe a, not the hottest take in the world. Cause I think any pickup for Minnesota is good. You, you got to have more, then just five guys that can play north of 30 minutes next season. But that's, that's good work going on over there in Minneapolis. So uh, yeah, like, like to see the program turn around, like not, not turn around to the point where like they're beating my team, but like, I just want to see them in a healthier spot. And I think they're, I like their coach. I, I think they're kind of going on the, the right track here. So good luck to uh, our goal. Yeah, ben Johnson just got another guy to Cooper out of Moorhead state, uh, got gotcha. the big 10 tournament in a couple of years too, as of yesterday. Yeah. So, good for them. Yeah. Uh, all it's all coming up minnesota it's all coming yeah look at them go man look at them go the timberwolves won't get swept like this is beautiful they're they're rocking and rolling right now this is great timberwolves are looking really good speaking of which timberwolves have a couple of former big 10 players on the court here this weekend as do a whole bunch of other nba teams as well we're going to go into some of the player props with these guys look at over-unders as to where people have them scoring in these games and see if we can find any advantages to potentially take advantage of that's going to be coming up here with matt in just a second on locked on big 10 
It's one of the most important times of the sports calendar. Basketball playoffs are in full swing. Hockey playoff runs are coming up soon. Baseball is back in season as well. All sorts of different things to put your money on, and you can put it all in one place at Bet Online. Your place to go for all of your sports gambling needs, for all the lines, bets, and anything else that you can put together, parlays, stuff like that. Head on over to Bet Online and get your money in the right spot while getting the information that you need to to make sure it's going in the right places. Bet Online is where the game starts. One place, a one stop shop for all of your sports betting needs. Back in here on Locked On Big Ten, alongside Matt Sheen of Locked On Spartans, Nate Dickinson with you here. We're talking about NBA playoffs, and it's a weird thing to bring up on Locked On Big Ten, maybe, but a whole lot of former Big Ten players playing in these playoffs. And I wanted to talk some bet online props here with Matt as we get into the weekend. Now, a bit of a weird situation we're recording here on Thursday. Games are going to be happening Thursday, Friday, obviously Saturday throughout the weekend. But none of the teams that play Friday games have any players from Big Ten listed in their props for over-unders. So we're going to go over Thursday over-unders here. Uh, I guess you'll be able to hear ahead of time whether uh, we got it wrong. But assuming that these lines are going to stay similar at least, on Saturday for when they were on Thursday, I think we can at least give a little bit of insight here as to what these things are going to mean. I mean, it's going to be same teams going to be played in, even in the same place on Thursday to Saturday. So it's a uh, weird for us to try and figure out right now, but we got them at least here. <laughs> Matt, It'll be close enough. It'll be close enough. Yeah, it will. Yeah. It will. Let's start with Draymond Green. If we're talking Michigan state stuff, the what? Warriors player is at eight and a half points over under for game three coming up against the Nuggets. First two games, he scored 12 and 6. This is one of the most, uh, I think, malleable lines that we can have yeah. on here. Biggest range of what happens, maybe out of anybody uh, that we have on here. Yeah, you got to be a sick person to bet Draymond Green over <laughs> under points because it, it, any given night, it could be a flat zero and he still has a great game or it could be like, all right, he scored 14 points, but overall, like it wasn't the greatest game in the world from him. So like, it's the dream on green experience is very fun. Um, I don't let, I don't love to bet his points, but if I had to do it, I guess I would go under just because on the road, you know, he has that massive chip on his shoulder, just in everyday life, just as he wakes up every morning. But the fact that he wakes up now having to guard Jokic at night, like, yeah, I think it's all of his uh, energy is going to be consumed on defense, especially on the road trying to limit him so that's uh, why I would if I had to pick an over under here I'm gonna go under on points but also tack on like 12 rebounds and 13 assists something like that (laughs) right right that's the number I should have looked up maybe I will while we're talking here real quick what are those totals at but anywho his teammate Jordan Poole Michigan guy has been outstanding over the first two games this is a really yeah. interesting line, I think. 30 and 29 in games one and two. Bet online has him at 22 and a half for game three. I was ready to jump on an under here, anticipating that people would maybe overestimate where he's at as far as points go. 22 and a half is a, a kind of really spot on, though, I feel like. But I, I would still lean under here just because I'm ready for a letdown game. You know what? Yeah, two things. One, I think it is a good spot for a letdown game, too. I mean, he can't be nearing 30 points every single night, right? And also, too, like, that's a low number compared to what he's done the first two games. So I don't know if, like, they're trying to do one of those. If it smells fishy, well, then go go against the grain here and take the under because uh, they, they might be setting the bear trap here for a lot of overbats, which I've, I fall into all the time. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm, you know, 
higher than than everyone, but uh, I not this time. They, they will not get me this time. I'm, I'm going to go under 22 and a half. And uh, finally, this Jordan Poole guy has got to got to cool down eventually, right? I just can't, just can't have him forever. <laughs> I was looking. You can bet a whole bunch of different things for the Draymond, but the even line for points, rebounds, and assists total is at 24. For his ah, game over three. what the heck? Why not? <laughs> Let's get nuts. Drive that. Yeah, I mean, eight I'll, and I'll a half. Shuffle on that. Yeah. Eight and a half points. I mean, say you can put him at double digit rebounds at the very yeah. least. I mean, if he can do a little bit better on both those sides, then the assists won't matter. Sure. Like like an eight, yeah. eight and nine game? Tell me he hasn't done that a hundred times in the playoffs. Yeah. Eight points, eight rebounds, nine assists. Got cash the check. Let's go. You can go all the way up to 28, get plus 152 odds if you like, if you're feeling really, really confident on them too. Let's get nuts. Yeah, let's go crazy. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, Moving on to the other matchup here again on Thursday that features Big Ten athletes. Uh, You you mentioned Draymond Green has games where he could go for just big or nothing. Mike Conley did that. He's 13 points in game one for Memphis, did not score a single point in game two for the Grizzlies. It, It was a rough night for him, but lines at 13 and a half points for him for game three. Can I just guess 13 and a half on the dot? Like, I, I don't know, man. That's that's so tough, too, with Mike Conley. Uh, why not? Yeah, let's just do the whole yo-yo thing. You said he scored zero points last game. Is that what you said? Yeah, let's just uh, – yeah, let, let's do the yo-yo. He's up and down, up and down. We're going to hit this up. So uh, give, me a, give me a smooth, like, 29-point performance from Mike Conley uh, tonight. Yeah, let's get nuts. I, I think Mike Conley falls into – I mean, maybe not a similar trap, but a, a similar line of thinking is what I have with the D'Angelo Russell guy on the other side for Minnesota. His over-under is at 17 and a half. And when I'm thinking okay. about D'Angelo Russell, I'm thinking, all right, at 17 and a half, he could score on any given night. He's an elite scorer. Mm-hmm. But over the course of the last few months, year, whatever it may be, I mean, game one, it, it has become very clear that he's gone from the clear-cut second scoring option on the Timberwolves to the clear-cut third scoring option on the Timberwolves. So when you're thinking about yeah. can D'Angelo Russell score 22 points or 17 points, yes, absolutely. But when I'm thinking about do I trust the third scoring option on this Timberwolves team to get to 18 points, I don't know if that's the case. If he has his night, obviously it'll happen. He can do it just, any given night. But the, the problem for me is where are the opportunities at for him because just, they've gone away. As time has gone on and Anthony Edwards has gotten yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger. But again, 17 and a half points for the former Buckeye. Yeah, he has kind of fallen to like the, that third fiddle. But like these totals for this series, I, I think I saw like game two was like 240 or 243 or so. Like it was a massive over under. So like maybe everyone's just getting theirs, right? So yeah, yeah okay. Maybe third fiddle is still enough to uh, drop an 18 or, or a 20 burger on people. So I. Yeah, I like betting overs. Yeah, let's let's go over for uh, Mr. Mr. D'Angelo Russell here. Let's go. Why not? Let's get Game three over is 237 and a half for the total for yeah, right God, now in Minnesota. God, big. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, yeah, over. Take us to the moon. Let's go. Yep, all the way up. All the way up. All right, last certainly but not least, Jaron Jackson Jr. 12 points game one, 16 points game two, right in the middle at 15 and a half points on the over-under for game three another guy i mean he's similar to the mike conley situation right he's mm-hmm. just gonna it's a matter of him getting the shots yep it is and i like him getting those shots and yeah i'm just gonna subscribe to the same theory i just did with russell like yeah i mean i, I know he doesn't play second fiddle or necessarily maybe even third fiddle sometimes but hey scoring 
is going to be happening here in this game. So yeah, why not? I'll, I'll back my guy Triple J up. Why not? Let's let's get absolutely positively crazy. And uh, yeah, if, if he's got a blocks prop too, man, let's just throw throw a shekel on that one as well. Why not? Just just for old time's sake. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like uh, in that Memphis Minnesota game especially, it's really easy to believe the overs, right? Conley, 13 and a half, mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell, 17 and a half, Jaron Jackson Jr., 15 and a half. With what you know those guys can do combined with what you know those games are going to be, right? Yeah. It, it seems real easy to bet the over on everything there, but it's, I mean, somebody's got to not score. I guess that's what Vegas is banking on at this point. True. Yeah, I, I guess there is something to that logic, huh? Yeah, all right. One day I'll learn. All right. Anything else you want to know here before we go? I, I looked up that one line. I'm trying to find if there's anything for blocks in particular I can find on here from Bet Online, but I'm interested to hear if there's anything that interests you as far as just any lines going into this weekend. Man, oh man, what is the line for that Nuggets Warriors game? Like just the straight up. No, now I'm just talking like the actual game lines here because I'm. Yeah, yeah, we're getting away from Big Ten stuff. It is. Uh, it's two. Yeah, points. I'm just doing sports bet. Two, Two points. points for Golden State for Golden State on the road. Oh, that's a bear trap. Yeah, okay, I'm taking the Nuggets there because I I, I think a lot of people are going to get their head lopped off taking uh, <laughs> Golden State, and I refuse this time to be one of those people. I, I save uh, falling into the bear trap for college football season. I'll do it at least twice or if not three times every single weekend, but not 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 today, not this weekend. No, we're, we got a few more months before I start. Bear trap's idiot. fun, man. Bear, trap is, bear trap's where you're most confident in yourself. You get the bear trap games right, you feel real mm-hmm. good. <laughs> uh, it's it's a great feeling, let me tell you. Yeah, just jam it to Vegas, but uh, <laughs> tread tread lightly, everyone. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, again, we were talking about we're talking Thursday afternoons lines for Saturday games. Obviously, haven't come out yet, so we're talking about games that have already happened. So you know, if you're listening now, what actually happened on these lines, but ho- hopefully, points lines, rebound lines, things like that. I wouldn't expect him to change all that much over the course from these Thursday games to when all these teams will play again on Saturday. So hopefully there's still something useful that you can take out by the time all these games are done from all the stuff we've been saying about all this. But uh, again, Matt, thanks as always for talking with us. And thanks as always for doing Locked On Spartans and keeping everyone updated on Michigan State sports, which you can follow, subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, Matt, Michigan State stuff going on this weekend we need to know about before we get you out of here. No, just more pain and despair in the MSU basketball offseason. And then, hey, MSU football has a lot of cool, like, uh, commits. Or, no, not commits, sorry, recruits on campus that we're hoping to have commits somewhat soon. So, yeah, football is here to still make us happy over in East Lansing, which is great. And, and Joey Howes returned. So, that's uh, – let, let that Well, we'll check in more on what's going on up there on campus and, of course, everything else around the Big Ten when we talk to you again next week. Again, Matt Sheehan of Locked On Spartans. You can give them a follow on Twitter at Sheehan underscore sports. The show's page is at on Spartans and right here on Locked on Big Ten once a week, too. Thanks as always, Matt. You're the man, Nate. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks to Matt, as always, for joining the show. Thank you for joining us here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we head out, of course, a look around everything you may have missed in the day of Big Ten news. Some news coming out of Big Ten football, NCAA football, really, in general. It'll be 
halfway off the field stuff. If you get called for targeting, you're suspended for a half of football. If it's in the first half, you sit the second half of the game out. If it's in the second half and you get thrown out for targeting, you sit out the first half of the next game. The NCAA has now changed the rule so that if you get that targeting call, you can then challenge it before the next game and potentially have that suspension lifted. It's something that makes sense, really just a kind of red tape kind of thing to get sorted out once people figured out it was something that needed fixing. So nothing that'll be a huge chain, of course, right away, but when it does happen, I'm sure we'll bring it up again. Again, moving on to other news. Uh, Athletes of the Week in the Big Ten. Penn State's James Allen named co-golfer of the week for this week. Looking down to see if we have any more. I don't think I saw any more there. Let's continue down. George Karloftis, not a player of the week, but something maybe a little bit more special. As the Purdue defensive end has been inducted into Purdue's den of defensive end. If you don't know, Purdue has a big history of bringing out successful end prospects. Karloftis is going to be another one. He joins, I think now he's the 11th player that they've had go into this little ring of honor they have for this particular position. I think it's like eight or nine Pro Bowl defensive ends have come out of Purdue since 1999, I believe. It's been an absolute powerhouse. Uh, Anywho, Brandon Johns Jr. is transferring to VCU, former Big Ten basketball player. UNC's Dawson Garcia is coming into the Big Ten. He's committed to Minnesota. Big commitment for the Gophers. We'll talk to Kane Robb about that next week here on this show. Nebraska defensive end Casey Rogers is in the transfer portal. This one a bit of a surprising move. There were no signs of him being unhappy or anything in Lincoln, but we'll see where he ends up going as again. Nebraska defensive end and a big player on that line for him. Casey Rogers is out as well. Also, Moorhead State point guard Taylon Cooper has transferred to Minnesota. A couple of basketball players coming the way of the Gophers. And the Illinois spring game is today. So, kind of weird, yeah, that it's not on the weekend, sure, but good job for Illinois, of course, getting their spring game in as always. Uh, The big news in college basketball, Jay Wright retiring on Friday. He's a titan of this game. He's somebody who really at the moment is, I mean, you'd have to say top five. He has multiple national championships. Not many coaches can say that. You lose him, Roy Williams, and Coach K over the course of two years in college basketball. Some big, big shoes to be filled. That's a look at all the news going on around the Big Ten and all the college sports here as we wrap up the week on Locked On Big Ten. I'm back next week, of course, with everything going on over the weekend and everything you need to know about what's happening in the Big Ten Conference. Until then, this has been Nate Dickinson with Locked On Big Ten.